Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. This thing called church. I grew up in a small rural community. In our town, there was a hospital, a post office, a courthouse, several rum bars, about three supermarkets, a cinema, and maybe about eight to ten churches. I grew up learning that it was a sin, for example, to go to the cinema. That was the devil's house. <laughs> then there were the churches. There was one Seventh-day Adventist church, and my neighbors, they attended that church so that on a Sabbath, a Saturday no less, they would walk to church sometimes twice in one day. I was glad we did not go to that church because I would be embarrassed to be going to church on a Saturday when all the fun activities were going on in the community. Then there were the other churches. We went to an evangelical church, not noisy and crazy like the two Pentecostal churches on the other side of town, and certainly not the Roman Catholic church where we were told that they worshipped Mary. And the Methodist church, they had fancy organ music and it was too far. That was what I learned about churches. Well, that's a lot about me. Why do we have churches? I know some people have a poor opinion of churches because of the errors of some church leaders, but in earnest, why do we have churches? A church consists of people, two groups of people. There is a group of leaders and there is a larger group of followers or members. Here is a summary version of the earliest ch church in the Bible. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Acts 2 and verse 42. Who are they? This was speaking specifically of the approximately 3,000 persons who had got saved on the day of Pentecost. They had never experienced anything like this before. This was new, and so these persons, they wanted to know more about this thing they experienced the day they got saved, and they wanted to learn more about this Jesus person who had recently ascended to heaven after doing miracles and all kinds of exciting things for more than three years. Many of them knew that this Jesus figure was crucified and buried, but he rose from the dead three days later? That was unbelievable. It's not like people were rising from the dead in that country once every week or so. Rising from the dead was unheard of. And so for these and other reasons, these newly saved persons, they came back the next day and the next day and the next day for more. Gradually, four major activities became the standard. The Apostles' Doctrine. These were the former disciples of Jesus, and they basically were the leaders of this thing called church. They didn't have Bibles like we do today, and so they would teach the people from the Old Testament, which was the scriptures they had in those days. And the former disciples would teach people about Jesus, who he was, what he did, what he taught, and about his promise to return to take his followers back to heaven. That is a lot to learn. And so they would come daily until later they standardized it and they started to meet mainly on Sunday. They called it the Lord's Day because on a Sunday was the day that Jesus came back from the dead. Secondly, fellowship. 
This would have happened if we kept on coming to the same place all the time. Friendships would be formed. People would do fun things together like eating and sharing and developing formed new associations. That is fellowship. And you are experiencing it with other people who are Christians and we have some things in common. Take me to church. Number three, breaking of bread. Jesus had instituted this thing we call communion the night before his crucifixion, and he specifically told the disciples that they should do this as often as possible as a way of celebrating his death, which had brought them salvation. So every time they met, they would do communion or breaking of bread. Exciting, isn't it? And then number four, prayer. Jesus was a man of prayer. And he taught his disciples to pray. He taught them about private prayer and public prayer. And so in this new organization, there was a lot of prayer. This was the early church, nearly 2,000 years ago. Do you go to church regularly? Sometimes? Hardly? Why should you go to church? Why should we invite people to church? Those people in the early church, they grew in knowledge of Jesus and that influenced their new life because they started to incorporate what they were learning into their regular lives. Imagine when they met the apostles that they would be taught these things and they would see the changes in people's lives. Church became a community, a unified bond of people. Jesus wanted his followers to be unified or to be united as one group. There is strength in unity. Of course, Jesus' death is central to the life of a Christian, so breaking of bread was also essential. And there was prayer sessions, and there would be reports of prayers being answered like miracles, healing, supernatural provisions, and so on. So prayer became a staple. The church you attend should be based on these four essentials. Learning the word of God so you can live victorious Christian lives. That is essential. Remember, you are no longer a sinner, and so you learn how to live like a Christian in a place where it is taught all the time. And then you mix that with prayer and fellowship, and you have communion regularly. That is your Bible-based church. I want to close with this statement. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does his work. Ephesians 4, 
11 to 16. God bless you as you enjoy church the way the early church occurred.